a Radio 191 FM podcast. From slinging breakfast on Radio 1 to being the mayor who gets it done, it's time for our fortnightly catch-up with Dunedin's mayor, we're Squawking with Hawkins. Oh, good morning, everyone, as well as you, Mr. Hawkins. Good morning. How are, um, how's everything going for you this morning? Everything waking up all good? Yeah, it's good. It's been a beautiful sunny morning out here in Corbettai, Port Chalmers. Nice. No snow? Really adjusting to daylight savings time. Oh, God, tell me about it. I'm so trying to... <laughs> this has been the earliest morning I've had in God knows how long. But, of course, <laughs> it's, it's been... It's a going home time, not a getting up time. Yeah. Um, it's been a big past fortnight for you guys. Um, one of the big things is you've appointed the new chief executive, um, Sandy Graham, um, what can you discuss about that and like some of the decision process? Because she's extremely qualified for the role. But what stood out to you guys? Uh, well, Sandy Graham has effectively been uh, 2IC at the council under our previous chief executive, uh, Dr. Sue Bedrose. Um, and so obviously has a very thorough understanding of the organisation and the culture of the organisation and uh, the challenges that the the city faces and, and the local government sector faces at a time when uh, we're in the middle of putting together our 10-year budget. So having someone with um, someone who can having someone who can hit the ground running was obviously an advantage. Uh, but that isn't to say that uh, we didn't actively consider um, mm. candidates from outside of the city, and uh, and certainly uh, it was a, a, a robust uh, candidate selection process. All three of our shortlisted candidates came down and were interviewed by a full council and and we spent hours um, discussing the, the, the various merits and, and ultimately uh, Ms Graham was the appointment that we made. But I've, I've, in the seven years that I've been at the City Council I've been fortunate enough to uh, see her uh, grow as a leader within the organisation and I look forward to working with uh, with her in, in her new role, it is the in the relationship between uh, the mayor and the chief executive is a mm. a pivotal one, um, connecting the you know, the elected arm of of government and the operational arm of the council that uh, that that gives effect to um, the decisions that we make. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. No, I bet. Like, it's probably extremely easy, like you said, just having someone that already knows everything. But yet, there's been a bunch of qualified candidates that you had to definitely weed everything through and like discuss and interview um one of the other things i do want to discuss is the um two new funds for the marion pacifica funds uh a hundred grand pretty much rounded up has been put towards a uh, covid19 support and financial well-being um what was like some of the processes that you guys went through to kind of agree for a that kind of uh, funding for the community, because it's definitely needed, but it is a bunch of money for taxpayers, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, when when we went through the annual plan process, which mm-hmm. um, uh, happened in the middle of, uh, of COVID-19, our, our, our annual plan hearings were a, a three-day Zoom meeting this year. Uh, one of the things that came out quite clearly from that process was that there was a, a need for uh, for community support, and council asked staff uh, to come back uh, with a, a range of options for um, how we could um, 
what the what the most urgent need was, where the uh, where, where that need was, and, and how we could uh, invest the money that we had set aside. It was around about nine hundred and fifty thousand, or mm-hmm. uh, that we set aside through the budget for a COVID nineteen uh, support fund. Uh, and so a range of options came back to allocate roughly half of that money, uh, of which um, you know some of it was um, an increase in in funding for. Uh, what is what's called the electricity fund, which uh, helps pay power bills for people who uh, can't afford them, um, and and some of it was was new stuff like uh, like this the 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 Hapori Māori and, and Pacifica Innovation Funds, um, which uh, are set up specifically to uh, support um, organisations that work uh, with those communities because uh, what we know. Uh, about COVID-19 is that it hasn't so much created um, new issues or or new um, disparity uh, in our community, but it has uh, blown those uh, existing issues and disparities wide open. And obviously, um, mm. our Māori and Pacifica uh, community are uh, are among those that have been uh, most um, uh, um, badly hit by this. So. It's like any of the of council's uh, grant processes. It's a contestable process, and so we've, we've appointed a council uh, representatives uh, to help decide on where that money will ultimately go. Uh, it's also mm. uh, co-funded with the Otago Community Trust. So, yeah, because it's uh, we, like we sixty grand. The money and they put up half the money. It's like roughly sixty grand. Half it's going um, from the community trust, and yeah, council for. Um, Thirty thousand, and the other half for from Otago Trust for the Pacifica Fund. Is that correct? Yeah. So b- both of them are co-funded by yeah. the two of us as organisations, which we've done uh, previously. Around, we've got a couple of of of, um, of funds that we operate with them that support mostly capacity building in the social sector and in the art uh, in the art sector. And this is kind of building on building mm-hmm. on that. I think we are the two largest public funders. Uh, in the city, and, and it's great to be able to um, com- you know, join forces to uh, to add value um, and, and a greater degree of support at a time when you know, it's increasingly needed. Oh, definitely. I've, I've been seeing a lot of people needing support over the past few while, and especially this community is such one that we need to keep strong and going for the future. I definitely believe that. Um, and one last thing to touch on, um, over the past 24 hours, you guys have voted in favor of the Carbon Alliance um, concept. This has normally been established for like a goal for 2035, pushing it forward to about 2030 target. What was the decision making around that, pushing it a bit forward and maybe not uh, closer to like 2025? Uh, so that... At the so the the meeting this week, uh, council just uh, voted to uh, to establish the zero carbon alliance mm-hmm. today, which um, which is um, uh, a, a way of getting together some of the larger institutions with the larger uh, carbon footprints in the city. So uh, the the University of Otago, Otago Polytechnic, yep. uh, the Southern District Health Board, the City Council, Target Regional Council, Manafina, etc. Uh, because you know, all of those uh, organisations have have various uh, targets about uh, managing their their carbon emissions and, and taking climate action and working together 
uh, we should be able to support each other better. Uh, the the twenty thirty target is uh, is a is a, a is a separate thing, um, mm. but it's a, a policy of councils. We, we've committed to um, uh, to a goal of the city being net zero carbon by twenty thirty. Uh, things like the Zero Carbon Alliance are really tools for helping that have a fighting chance of happening, and, and we we acknowledge that is incredibly ambitious. Um, we moved uh, last year uh, to to bring that forward. It was 2050, which is yeah. more in line with with um, government's current targets. We moved it forward to 2030, and while that may be uh, super ambitious, I think it would be fair to say that uh, were the target still at 2050, we wouldn't be having the uh, the conversations we're currently having through our 10-year plan mm. as to uh, which of our activities and which of our projects can have a positive and, and meaningful impact in terms of, of climate action. And I think you know, the, the bringing the goal forward has been a, a catalyst for a long long overdue but, but much needed thinking about what the climate impacts are of, of Council's projects and, and of our operations. And, uh, and, and certainly the 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 door will be open once the, the alliance is established to other uh, other groups and, and other organisations uh, to, to swing in behind that. But um, the, the path of least resistance is building a, a coalition of the willing, um, dare I say, uh, of, yeah. of groups that we already are working with and who have already made uh, these sorts of commitments uh, within their operations. Yeah, with all the different um, establishments working together is for one one common goal. That's the plan. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you this morning. We'll let you go and look after the city right now. So thank you very much for the squawk and kakite. Thanks, Paul. No problem. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.